Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Hello, world, and welcome to Listen Up America. I am your host, Eric. And this week's show is going to be very diversified. We got a lot to talk about. You know, last week we talked about censorship and racism and the issues going on there. And like I said, those will be ongoing topics. But I really wanted to kind of delve a little deeper into it last week and uh, want to focus into those topics a little more because they seem to be the media's and the left's number one agenda, just like, let's just destroy everything. Let's get everyone mad at each other. Let's take away stuff that's good and let's promote stuff that's nasty and evil. And, uh, I wanted to just kind of point some things out to you last week and I hope you enjoyed that this week. There's a lot to catch up on. So we're going to jump right into it. So the Washington post back in January started a a media tsunami of lies. So you all remember back in November, the election took place and particularly in Georgia, the two Senate seats were nobody got the majority. So they had to go to a runoff. So they had a special election on January 5th, I believe of this year. And everyone knew of the shenanigans that went on on election day and the days after that, and particularly Georgia being one of those, there was a lot of concern from People that kind of value the integrity of an election versus those that just by any means necessary, we will lie, cheat, steal. So Donald Trump made a phone call to a Georgia election official. And of course it was recorded and it was transcribed. And this information is available then and is available now. So what happened was the Washington Post pulled what the media loves to do. CNN does this, MSNBC does it, ABC, New York Times, they all do this. When they don't have a story or there isn't a story to share, meaning it's not dirty and sexy enough, they create one. So they use a thing called anonymous. My brother, sister's cousin's third wife, ex-brother-in-law said, I mean, just stupid crap like that. Anonymous. Tip them off that Trump was telling this Georgia election official that, you know, you will not certify this election and you will kick out all these votes and you will do this and you will do that or I'll have your head on a pike and I'm going to bathe you in hot molasses and stuff feathers and I mean just, it was so over the top. So of course when Washington Post did that, every media source that has no soul Truth does not matter because we hate the orange man and it's not what we believe. And this is going to make it more difficult for us to rule the world. They all just grab a story and just share it. So it gets blasted everywhere. It's on every network. It's on all the cable channels. It's all over the internet that Trump did all these things. Now, again, anybody that has any desire whatsoever, and there was about 75 to 80 million people that went, that doesn't sound right. And they looked it up and you can look at it. You can read the transcript. You can read 
what Trump said to the election official, what election official said to Trump. And it was a very complimentary conversation about, you're doing a great job, keep it up. I know this is a nightmare. You know, it was a lot of that between the two. There was no quid pro quo. There was no, you know, if this or else, I'll kill you. No, there was none of that. None. And if any of you on the left, you know who you are to think Washington Post is the Bible of the left and we must believe what they say. Don't. Just take five minutes out of your life when you see a story that you think, well, oh my God, it's horrible. It's not. 99 out of 100, it's nowhere near the level of stupid that they're presenting to us. It's just a game. They are manipulating this entire country and anyone that'll just go, okay, Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Come on. You got to stop. It takes no time in your life, instead of getting so upset that Trump did something that never happened. You know, everyone on the right says, I'm trusting the media and that they're lying. Well, I'm going to take five minutes. I'm going to prove them wrong. And you go in and you're going, well, here's a transcript. Okay, now I'm reading. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, all right. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're all asking. The media in this country, its death spiral began back in 1968 and is just completely in the 21st century just died. There is no journalism that we expect journalism to be. Just give us the information. Let us make a decision for ourselves. You just bring the facts. I don't need your opinion. I don't need your spin. Just say Trump made a phone call, if it's even news, and he said the following. The end. And you can sit there going, why is that news? It's not. That was the whole point. None of this was news, but because they wanted those two seats in Democrat hands with two fanatics, that they would do anything to make that happen. The manipulation of outside sources taking away the voice of the people of Georgia. And we got more about that later. But there was no improper call. It was nothing but a media lie. Why do we know? Because the Washington Post just admitted, yeah, we kind of, you know, blew that. We made a mistake. We thought our anonymous source, da, da, da. but they didn't just like post it like on this week's paper. They went back to the story in January and edited the top and said, well, this story was not, the story's still up, but they put an apology on there. So three and a half months after the fact, they are apologizing for, oh, our bad, we didn't mean, we thought we had the information, but, you know, naughty us, life doesn't change. They'll go on and they'll lie this week. That's what we're trying to explain to the rest of the country. You got to open your eyes and your mind. You got to hear what they're saying. And then you got to take the time out of your life while you're watching YouTube or video games and actually watch something on YouTube that could be helpful. I mean, you can sit there and watch audio clips of Joe Biden saying that this is the Harris administration. He said it multiple times. And then Harris even says the Harris-Biden administration. I think if you listen, they're telling you that Kamala Harris is the chairman of the country. She's running it. That the other guy is, you know, it's like they've convinced him. I think he's so mentally gone, they may have convinced him that he is the vice president. But that's what's going on. This is happening every minute, every day. And if you just take the time, you can just pick one story and look it up and dig into it. And you'll be going, 
wait a minute. I mean, there's more information there. There's always more information and it's on both sides. I think the right overcompensates because the left is so dramatically to the section of omit and lie. And the right is just, let's just focus on this one sentence and take things out of context more often than I like. And that's why I like to look at everything because it's really important. We used to decide for ourselves. Today, decisions are made for us and that's all the left wants. They're going to make all the decisions for you. So the Washington Post has apologized. Okay, all's better. Thanks for nothing. COVID time. Everyone's favorite. So this week was the one year, that's 365 day anniversary of the 15 day slowdown that we're going to contain the virus. We're going to stop doing it. We're going to take 15 days to flatten the curve. 365 plus days later, they're still playing games. They're still shut this down, shut that down. Don't shut this down. Don't shut that down. I can go to dinner. You can go to dinner. You wear a mask. I'm John Kerry on a commercial flight and I'm not going to wear a mask. Well, I guess we should be happy he was on a commercial flight at least. We have clips. See, you can say, Eric, you're so full of it. You're a liar, blah, 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 because you're just a Trump, blah, blah, blah. Okay. First of all, I'm not Trump. I'm a conservative. If anything, I'm a Reagan guy. But I got clips. This is what the media said a year ago. Simply put, Americans are being asked to stay home for 15 days to try and stop the spread of the virus. We feel like if we can get America to all pitch in for the next 15 days, we can flatten the curve, which is a term that you've been hearing a lot, not overwhelm our healthcare systems. Now, the 15 days that we had of mitigation clearly have had an effect. So there you go. That's, that was the promise. So here's something they said also a year ago that by October of 2020, America will have up to 2.2 million deaths in this country due to COVID. Eric, you're full of it. They never said that. Play the clips. The British, rocked by a startling UK report warning of a catastrophic epidemic. The same research suggesting without any action, 2.2 million Americans could die. If the US doesn't take these steps, 2.2 million Americans could die. Peter Navarro, who you saw on our air yesterday, he wrote two memos trying to warn the White House that coronavirus could cost the country trillions of dollars and kill up to 2 million Americans. Without the strict social distancing, that number could be as high as 2 million Americans. So what do you think about that, Patrick Starr? Don't touch me, I'm sterile. So Minion, what do you think? What? The actual number of people that I'm air quoting right now actually died per the stats is 199,000 had died in this country as of October 2020 not 2.2 million. There were 2 million off. But for what it's worth, and I think it's worth something, that these numbers are all overly inflated. I, I think it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to go, wait, I, I think you're wrong, Eric. No, I mean, let's look at it. We've gotten multiple reports from all over the country that coroners are just slapping COVID on death certificates. But I have a friend of mine whose father passed away late last year. Natural causes. They slap COVID on it. 
He's been furious about it. I just had a friend, a dear friend of mine of 29 years. He was also my accountant and I, I'd known Roy since, uh, I was 20. Well, I knew him since 16, but he was, we became friends and he was taking care of my stuff since I was 21. He and I have done wine trips up the coast. We've gone to ball games out in Arizona where he's from to go see the diamondbacks play and things like that. And just a dear sweet man. And he passed away this week and girlfriend sent out the notice to let us know. And also that, uh, it was not COVID related. He didn't have COVID, but watch what the certificate will say. And I'll let you know if, if we can find out, um, without being just gnarly about it. But, uh, if I get information that says what the cause of death was, um, I'll share with you that, but, uh, it wasn't COVID. So if they make it COVID, that just goes to what I'm telling you. It's all a lie. Now what they're saying is they didn't mean 2.2 in just America, even though you just heard them say that. They meant 2.2 globally, which was even wrong. So that's just spin. This is what kind of confuses a lot of people my age and that are conservative when it comes to the younger people in the country. With all the technology, with all the social media, with YouTube and Instagram and all this stuff out there that you guys just live your life around, that you don't go look at this, that they think you're so stupid that you don't go, wait a minute, I can go back a year ago and see what they said and see what they're saying today. They completely contradict themselves and they do it on purpose because it's just building the lie. Now, everyone out there, you've told a lie. You lied to your mom, your dad, you lied to your girlfriend, you lied. What do you do? You build on the lie. You don't come clean more times. You just go, no, I was out with the guys. I, didn't I say it was Tommy? Oh, I meant Johnny. Oh, oh, and you just keep going. And what do you do? You just dig a deeper hole. That's all goes on here. They just keep lying on the lie, on the lie to keep you all scared that something is going on that's not really going on. So much so, the death rate. We have clips, we're gonna play it, of the World Health Organization and the media from around the world saying that the death rate of the COVID-19 is 3.4%. Play the clip. The World Health Organization has now confirmed that the mortality rate due to coronavirus is at 3.4%. COVID-19 could be more deadly than previously thought. For today, the global death rate at 3.4% and a report that the Olympics could be delayed. Your reaction to that? Well, I think the 3.4% is really a false number now. So the actual death rate, the actual globally, one8 so you take the people that got it and go from there, right? 1.8%. In the United States of America, where most of us live, but we do have fans from around the world, 0.162. Okay, not two point, not one point, just 0.162. It's like the flu. And we're shut down for a year and counting. We... You know, as long as you do this and do that and wear this and wear that and don't go here and behave. And even if you got the shot, don't go anywhere. Maybe the 4th of July, you and one of your family members can get together and wave at each other across the street. It is absurd. I mean, for goodness sakes, even Beavis and Butthead think this is funny. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> me. 
I mean, how do you not laugh? I'm with Beavis and Butthead on this. This is hilarious. We're sitting here letting people call him Dr. Falsy. I'm like, he's just, he's just Fauci. He's just full of crap. He's not a doctor. This guy doesn't see patients. He's just a celebrity. He is Marcus Welby, MD. I know, old reference. Dr. Phil is more doctor than Fauci. Fauci is a fraud. He has no clue. He loves the sound of his voice. He loves going on all the radio and TV he can. He's on internet shows. He gets hosted on, he loves it. This guy is just unbelievably selfish and self-centered. It doesn't care. And so much so that he was in a hearing this week, and we're not going to play the clips. Go to YouTube and just look up. You can see it on the Hodge twins. They did a whole thing on it. You could just look it up directly. But it was Rand Paul versus Fauci in a hearing. And Rand Paul is basically, I'm going to nutshell this, but go watch it. And, and you can challenge me and say, no, that's not what he said. So Rand Paul has pulled up all these studies from across the country and Europe. And I believe even Japan or Korea. It was like, it was Asian name I heard. And he's pulling up study after study that once you're infected, it's over. And once you've gotten inoculated and or had it both, it's over. That the ability to spread, they found like five cases on the planet of reinfection. Five on the planet. Five out of eight billion they found. Which is mathematically zero. That once you have it or once you get inoculated or both happens, you can't have it. He's going after all these things. And he looks at the fake one, Fauci, who's sitting there without a mask, smug and contemplative. You could see in his eyes, I hate you. Now, Rand Paul's an actual doctor that actually still does surgery. I think especially it had to do with eyes. But he actually has patience and actually helps human beings. This clown sits there and goes, I, I don't know what you're asking. I, I don't, and then he gets all defensive and he gets rude and starts like kind of, he raises his voice, not yelling, but you can see the animosity building between this. And Rand Paul's like, so you're not going to answer the question. These studies say, show me the studies from anywhere on the planet that say what you're saying right now is true, that is actual, that there's evidence. Show it. We just want to see it. Well, I don't really understand your question. Well, how come everybody that watched the video understood the question? I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Maybe you are, and you probably are. But most of us aren't doctors. And we all went, he's asking you, numb nuts, do you have a study that says all these other studies are nonsense? That, hey, even though you've had COVID, and even though you've gotten inoculated or and or had both, you're still susceptible. You still can get it and spread it. When Study after study says, no. There was video clip, and I'm gonna, we're going to play a little bit of it, of doctors. Do you remember hearing about the YouTube and Facebook videos that were banned from actual doctors that were talking about all this and how they were listing COVID is the death of everything? And he's like, no, and it, and it got banned because it was misinformation. These are actual doctors, so we're going to play the clip. Are through swine flu and through bird flu, did we shut down for those? Were, were they much less dangerous than COVID? Is the flu less dangerous than COVID? Let's look at the death rates. No, it's not. They're similar in prevalence and in death rate. Someone, what's interesting to me, too, is when someone dies in this country right now, they're not talking about the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the stroke. They say, did they die from COVID? Co there's, as you, I, we've been to hundreds of autopsies. You, you don't talk about one thing. You talk about comorbidities. 
Their vessels were narrowed. Their lungs were a smoker. COVID was part of it. It is not the reason they died, folks. It's all a lie. This is the greatest overreaction in history. That's all it is. You know, he's talking about, well, there's variants. Yeah, the flu has a variant every year. What's your point? Our immune system, we're good. It's going to start kicking in on everybody. But the CDC did say that 78% of the people that were hospitalized were obese and overweight. If you're that click, that group, you're going to have to make some serious life decisions or accept what's coming. You're going to have to go on a proper diet and exercise and start losing the weight so that you're not as vulnerable. Or enjoy the ride because this is self-induced and you're going to end up in hospital most likely when the next variant comes out next year or whatever. Just like the flu. Remember, we don't talk about the flu anymore. That's gone. It's now COVID. The tests that they do out there, you know, that are completely inaccurate, are likely picking up both flu and COVID, but they just call it COVID because that's the that's the uh, key danger word right now. You say COVID, everyone panics and runs around the city. Hands flopping in the air. It's kind of like in LA when it rains. Nobody knows how to drive. Everyone just gets out of cars and runs around their vehicles. Oh my God, it's raining. What do you do? Oh my God. It's all a lie. It's all about control and power. This is playbook 101 for the left. Take an emergency. Overinflate it, use your control and power to dominate and remove freedom from its people. Turn them into sheep. Playbook 101. And that's all they've been doing. 15 days is now a year. It's going to be, they're saying something like 60 some percent of people over the age of 65 have been inoculated. Great. Why aren't they all done? I thought they were priority number one. Now we've got so many vaccines that we're giving them to Canada and Mexico on the hope that maybe one day they'll replenish our stocks. Replenish our stock for what? These things are creating blood clots. They're killing people. Sometimes they're not doing anything. I'll pass. Never had a flu shot. Never will. This thing, never will. God gave me an immune system and I let it work. I don't hide myself from anything. And I suggest you all don't either. Embrace life. Live it. Let's stop hiding. Let's stop creating all this drama that's just so overinflated. And let's just live our lives. COVID, the greatest overreaction of all time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think. Share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. So there's been a lot of talk lately. I mean, there's been so much going on, but if you pay attention to all the different leads of the day, where the wind's blowing, basically, you, you get a new topic. And the words that are coming out lately is Jim Crow laws. Okay, so Jim Crow laws were started back in the 19th century by Southern Democrats that did not want black people who have to reconstruction in the Civil War, right? They were given the ability to vote, work, live, so forth. But the white Southern Democrats pushed into the South hard. And if there's any Republicans during Reconstruction were in place, remember there were black 
elected politicians in Congress and the Senate, well, the white Democrats couldn't have that. These are your KKK guys and whatnot. They went down and they raised hell financially and physically to intimidate and basically drive the Republican out of the South and take full control and enact all these laws. Now, Jim Crow is basically to take away the power of the black person from voting, living their life. Voting rolls dropped dramatically when this really took hold. And they had to fight their way back in. As you know, the people from around the rest of the country were sitting there going, this is absurd, this is absurd. Now you move forward and you get into the 1950s and 1960s. These are like third, fourth generation kind of people, right, of the same families. The Robert Byrds, the Al Gores, these folks, their daddies and, and them themselves, some of them, were a part of this in the 50s and 60s, but were staunch against white and black living together. Interracial marriage, can't have it. Black kids going to universities and schools of white kids, can't have it. I mean, you ever watch Forrest Gump? There's a whole thing. Some women are going to University of Alabama, and the governor down there is... Uh, you know, totally against it. No way. He's standing up there making a public display. Look at me. I'm a Democrat white boy that hates them black people. I ain't letting them in. That's what that was all about. So now I got these Georgia Congress is going through trying to clean up the voter fraud. There is nothing wrong with every state in the union cleaning up voter fraud. If you're not alive if you're not over the age of 18 and you are not registered to vote and have an address in that state if you're if you have those you can vote if you dead if you don't live here if you're grabbing more than one ballot and voting more than once that does not count that is voter fraud chairman joe got over 80 million votes almost 20 million more than the first woman to run hillary the first man of color right no barack this guy is so amazing to the, all the world out there that he got all those votes. And the USPS comes out and says, well, we looked into it. There was no voter fraud. Oh, sure. The guys that want a, more money for a stamp but don't want to work as hard did an investigation. Well, golly gee, if you want to buy that bag of nonsense, I got a patch of dirt over here I want to sell you. You'll love it. This is nothing but a game. So that's what Jim Crow is. So when you've got people standing up and saying, Republicans are going back to Jim Crow. Okay, first of all, it was all Democrat and it was Democrat for 150 years. And in my mind, it is to this day, and I'll show you why. It's some Ivy League schools. For example, University of Columbia. One of those lovely elite schools, lovey, that only us white kids go to. Don't let all the Asian kids in, baby, because, you know, they're so smart. And let's keep the minorities to a minimum. Have a couple, you know, just so we can say we did. But, you know, we really don't want to intermingle with them, lovey. These people, they are segregating graduation. I'm not kidding or making any of this up. There will be an Asian graduation. So it'll be about, I don't know, we'll say half the class. Then there will be a Native American, so there'll be one. So then there will be a Hispanic, there'll be one or two. Then there'll be an African American, they'll probably have 10. And then they're gonna go to have the alphabet is gonna get theirs, and that's the LBG, you know that, the, I call it the alphabet. They're gonna have their own, so they're gonna probably have 100. And then they're going to have a white. 
And that's where everybody else goes around on the outside of the stadium or arena or whatever and pickets and boycotts and white supremacy and all that stuff. But then there'll be like a thousand, whatever. I don't know what the graduating class is. But it's going to be a, a very disproportionate number. Because that's how the Ivy League, ruled by the Lily Whites, do it. They talk one way and they live another because they don't mingle with you people. They're segregating the graduations. You have private schools in the K-12. And this is liberal and black-run institutions. They're saying, yeah, this is a black-only school. You whites go over there. So now the liberals are creating Jim Crow law and philosophy. They are now choosing to segregate. First they didn't want to be. Now they want to be. <sighs> Is your head kind of doing a 360 at about 800 miles an hour? Because it gets like that sometimes. You just can't believe the audacity of this. You can't win for losing. And that's another thing I believe is in the playbook. You can't win for losing. Once we get it right, they have to find a problem to create more division. There's only one fountain. There aren't three. There's not one for white, one for black, one for brown, or whatever, like there used to be. But there's now black schools, and now there's black graduation, and there's brown graduation, and Asian. Everything's different. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe there are some people out there in the black and the Asian and the white communities and the Hispanic communities that are at this university that might be one or two people spread throughout the thousands that actually have friends that are different race, that roommated and all that stuff and shared classes and majors and went and shared the entire experience with one another. And now you're going to graduate and you cannot graduate with your own friends because Columbia said so. White's over there. Evil, you're all over there. This is all your fault, except for you, lovey, because you paid the bill. <laughs> I mean, these schools have endowments. And if you don't want an endowment is, look it up. They have so much money just sitting there that they've collected from the federal government, corporations, their celebrity, I'm air quoting again, alumni, that they still charge 80, 100,000 a year. They don't have to. They don't. They have more money than cities and some states. It's ridiculous how much money Harvard and Yale have just sitting around doing nothing. It's disgusting. These are all run by white people. White, liberal, socialist, Marxist, communist people. They have the power, they're going to keep the power, and they're going to put you in your place. So congratulations to those who are going to graduate. I just, the whole thing, you should be disgusted by it. You should all be protesting and saying, we're going to graduate together. But you won't because you believe what the media says, because you supposedly have an education, because you've been trained to think and do, and how dare you ever question it. Or you're kicked out. That's the world you live in. Jim Crow laws are back, but they're not back by trying to clean up photo rolls. They're back by choice because the left, that's where we're at now. They want it. They want it all separated and segregated. That's what it was all about. Congrats. Illegal immigration. Gosh, it is... There's so many things that are just out of control right now. And it's only going to get worse. And we'll get to that in a little bit. 
But, you know, we've talked about the lying of the media, COVID, and racism. Now we've got illegal immigration. Everything's just total chaos. So, you know, the, the, the devil ginger that does the press secretary, Saki, for Biden, she's the only one that's doing any talking out there. You know, circle back, play the clip. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back. I'm, I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. Yeah, that dingbat. She, uh, she's, she's catching herself now. She's about to say it sometimes. She's like, well, I'm going to, I'll get back to you on that. She so wants to say circle is, it's hilarious. She was asked and not even by Fox news. This is like AP and people like that, right? This is the other side of the aisle. They're asking her questions like, what is going on down there? You've got all these kids coming across the undocumented and alone, and you're filling up these these facilities to the brim, you're, you're testing. Oh, by the way, 10% of the kids that, have, that are tested are positive. They're crammed into these containers that are jails, but there's butterflies on the wall. And they're asking her, what's going on? How is this happening? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's Trump's fault. <sighs> when he was in charge, the numbers were going down. There was more control, both by El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico were big partners in this, stopping the caravans, getting involved and making sure that people weren't coming across. Now, some did, they, they, they can always find a way, but they shut down a huge portion of this for everybody's well-being. We had to stop this for our economic sanity, for our health. If COVID is so bad, you're just letting, right now, 10 to 15,000 now, the numbers are, are coming across a day. Just blitzing the southern border. It's out of control. Trump put in policies, you removed them. That's not Trump's fault. If you had left everything like it was, if you had had the Border Patrol and if the Department of Homeland was doing their part like they were, if you just said, continue on, I'd say, okay, you got a point. But you said, don't do this, don't do that. Step away, let him in. Come. You literally said, hey, once I'm president, come on in. They're showing up with shirts. Who do you think made the shirts? Biden let us in. Who do you think's doing that? The cartels? Or do you think it could be the like-minded people that have money and have these cheap little shirts printed and they give them away on their long, I mean, once they cross into Mexico, I think they said it takes like 22 days to walk all the way to America. How do they do this? They're poor. How do you walk for 22 days? Eat, sleep, bathe. How do you do any of that? With help. Trump communicated with the other governments that they have to do this or there'll be consequences. And the consequences were financial. Hey, they want their money? You keep the people. You're going to have to start taking control of this. And they were. It was starting to get to a better place significantly. And now it's just flat out open. You've got Democrats in Arizona, Democrats in New Mexico, Democrats in Texas. They won't have Democrats in California because they just don't talk. They just ignore it. That are flooding across this country. The numbers are nearing the all-time high of 20 years ago. The flood coming across. We're back to that. All that progress that was made, we're back to where we started. It's at its worst. They're being detained. Adults are being released within 24 to 48 hours, tested or not, COVID positive or not. They're being sent into the, the border communities, sent out, and just, they're gone. And these communities are being overwhelmed. They're now going to open the Dallas Convention Center to house children. So all the facilities Joe and Obama 
built in the first place during their first run, they're now having to lease space and rent space in existing large facilities because it's out of control. And the whole thing is, well, we need to reunite them with their parents. Okay, they came across without them. The only way you reunite them is you send them back. Well, we can't do that. So how is this Trump's fault? The evil orange man might have done some things we don't agree with here and there. How is this his fault? There was a policy. Chairman Joe said, no more. So he made a change. And from that moment he said, no more, all this craziness took place. So Jen Psaki, circle back. This is not Trump's fault. This is your fault. You own it. You're going to live with it and the consequences. Because still in this country, a majority of this country's population, that means not just conservatives and Republicans, a majority Hispanics, Latinos, that are American citizens here, do not want this. It is right there in black and white. The numbers speak for themselves. The Democrats are convinced they can flood the system with illegal voters and just destroy the system, no matter what you are out there. If you're black, this is killing your neighborhoods and your ability to get education because it's swamping the system. The money that you want, reparations and all that nonsense, that's gone. That's going down to brown. It's where it's going. We don't even raise taxes to cover this. We're just printing money. The inflation that's coming is going to destroy these poor communities. It's going to destroy them. And it's going to bring middle-class America right into it. So your hope of becoming middle-class, that's, that's going to die. There will be no middle-class through this process. That is absolutely the plan. Destroy it all. Make them all just poor sheep living on the streets. Why do you think LA and San Francisco don't give a rip about tent cities everywhere? They want us all living like that. They just ignore it. Just ignore it. Naked guy, spanking it. Ignore it. Can't even use sidewalk because there's tents and crap and needles everywhere. Ignore it. What are they going to do? Vote me out? <laughs> this is California. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Sex offenders are being caught at three times the rate. 300%. Get that? They're being caught. They just nabbed a dude who had been convicted of rape, deported him. And this is where I disagree. If you're convicted of a major felony of assault, murder, rape, sexual, anything like that, you got to be put in a prison. Now, you can make a special prison. I don't care. But they have to be here. And once they serve the time, then you ship them out. Because this is what they did. And this is something I disagreed with Trump. They would convict and they would deport. Well, guess who comes back across the border in a week? Same guy doing the same crime. So you're just creating a circle, making everybody on the border work harder and the judicial system having to deal with the same problem over and over from the same guy over and over. You break the law in this country, you're going to jail in this country. And like I said, if you got to make a special immigration prison on the border and put it in New Mexico or something, then you freaking do it. Put them in pink pajamas and feed them bologna sandwiches. Go Sheriff Joe on them. If you don't know who Sheriff Joe is, he was a awesome legendary sheriff in Arizona, Maricopa County. Bare minimums. And then whatever money we're sending to Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, and anybody else, and we have to house their citizens, you deduct it from the money we send them. 
come up with a number. I mean, goodness gracious, it's like it cost a million dollars or something to, to house a, a prisoner a year. It's just stupid numbers. So just take a million off for every one of them. That'll motivate them to get involved. Oh, we need the money. Then you better do something about the criminals coming across the border. Because right now, everyone's saying it. Everybody's saying it. That the cartels are in full control of our border. They are running it inside and out, collecting money. They are sexually exploiting children and women to get what they want and need to get them across and flood it. And then they still own them when they come across. It is complete chaos down there. And Chairman Joe let it happen by his decisions that he's made these last two months. Trump isn't the president anymore. This is all on the current administration. Exploitation of women exploitation of children, the deaths that happen every day, running from border patrol and crashing cars, dying in the deserts because of lack of hydration. This is all on you. You voted for this, you own it. The blood of these illegal immigrants is all on you. We are trying to stop and slow this nonsense and use the safe legal process. It's not that hard to understand. It's not racist to be thinking of people's safety and the legality of lending them in and why and how and incorporating. They need to assimilate into this country to join the American culture. I am tired of Mexico and places like that and people telling you, well, I hate it down there. Then they come here and they bring their culture with them. Just go to a USA versus Mexico soccer game here in the States. Red, white, and green flags flapping everywhere. They hated their country so much that they came to America, so they say. So you're supposed to believe that we have Latino players on the American team, but that's, that's not good enough. They still root for Mexico. Viva la Mexico. Orale. It's a huge lie, and it's out of control. The last thing I want to talk about with the immigration is Tucker Carlson on Fox News went down to El Salvador, did a journalist job. Now, he's not even a journalist. He's just an opinion guy, but he will get down and he'll ask questions. He went to El Salvador to speak to the president. Go on YouTube, look it up. Just Tucker Carlson, El Salvador president, it'll be there. It was an amazing about a 10-minute interview that that they put in there. This guy down there, why isn't that guy our president? This guy speaks better English than Chairman Joe. Seriously, he he straight up is a very informed, educated man that understands that his citizens leaving his country to go to a a quote-unquote better place for a better life is not sustainable. He literally said, like Trump was saying, the economies down south are completely based on those that come across and send money back. That's it. He knows his economy cannot thrive and grow if that's all they've got. In the two years he's been in office, they've cut down crime like 75% across the board. They need to, as he said, we need a safer country, safer community for its people. And then we need investment. We need people to stay and get educated or get educated and come back and help this country be like Costa Rica, to be like Belize, be like Panama, that have an infrastructure and it could be tourism, it could be anything. I mean, a lot of these countries down there, they fish and they sell the fish. They have 
an industry, he wants to expand that. This is what he's saying. He wants his people to come home because his country will die if, if all of his talent and all his people leave and never come back. And he's totally right. This has to stop. Sanity over political agenda and power has to take hold. I know it's impossible, but it has to. I said last week, I believe, it ain't so great up here. It's nasty. Crime, chaos, hate. It's all over. Everybody's mad and angry. You don't want to come here. It's not pleasant. It was, but in the last, what, 14 months with the COVID nonsense and all this and the election, it's a bonfire. It's a powder keg that is going to pop and it's going to get really ugly. If you're listening down there and you're thinking about coming up north, I get it, but you're going to have to find something else because if you're female, you're most likely going to be sexually exploited. And we're going to talk about that next week. But this immigration thing, this is not Trump's fault. He had policies. Those policies were stopped, altered, changed, or 180 completely. You own this. You voted for Biden. You own this. People dying and getting exploited. You own this. This isn't on me. You didn't listen to me. So it's not my fault. So you want to know why I think there is hope in a time where it feels hopeless. And when you see Democrats speaking out against this super far push to the left, you know, Joe Manchin in West Virginia, he's talking up a little bit. There's another Senator off the top of my head. I can't remember her name. She's kind of like this getting a little crazy. And I told you about Congressman Henry Quaylar down in Texas. And he's speaking out about this absurdity that's going on on the border. Well, I've got a new favorite Democrat from South Carolina, state lawmaker. Oh, boy, are they mad at him. His name is Democratic State Representative Cesar McKnight. And that's C-E-Z-A-R McKnight. So if you want to look him up. He is my new favorite Democrat. Welcome to the light, pal. By the way, he's black. So brace yourself for what's to come. He has introduced a bill banning transgender reassignment procedures on minors and his colleagues are fuming. The bill is called the South Carolina Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act. It will prohibit the performance of any and all medical procedures aimed at altering a minor's sex or gender, including hormone treatments and surgical operations. Boom! You hear that? Boom. I'm going to keep reading because this is too good. The bill also defines one's sex as the biological state of being male or female based on the individual's sex organs, chromosomes, and androgynous hormone profiles. I hope I said that right. There's a black man that's a Democrat out there who's saying there's two sexes. Two genders, it's male and female. And all that other stuff is just other stuff. We can talk about that anytime, and I have and I will. But now you have Democrats that are black speaking out against this because they see how absurd this is getting and going to be and the danger it's going to cause. I don't know if this gentleman has a family and children. 
it makes sense even more. What if his daughter is an athlete and he sees what's going on? Her opportunity at a scholarship is severely jeopardized because dudes want to become chicks and take those opportunities away because they feel that way. It's insane. The Army is reevaluating its fitness test for its all-gender fitness test. So you got to have one test. So they lowered the standard for men to make it more fair to women. Sound familiar, education system? Let's just lower the bars so that the smart kids don't get too smart and then they stay dumb and we have the dumber kids. You know, we got we to gotta kind of bring that together. We can't have a huge gap. So they set it to make the standards super easy, except women are failing it miserably. Okay, 110-pound, 120-pound, 150-pound woman. Hell, I don't even think a 200-pound woman because she'd be out of shape, could pick up a 180, 200, 220-pound male who is in shape, throw him over her shoulders, and carry him for a couple hundred yards without taking forever. And in the field of action, if that was to happen, you'd all be dead. So we're putting lives in danger with this insanity. We got to make it fair because women should be in combat too. Fine then you better set a woman's standard and a man's standard. And the women can fight in their platoon if that's what you want, and the dudes will fight in theirs. Because there was no way I would want women in my unit. No way. The stress of what if she gets captured, the stress of if I'm wounded and she's the only one there, I'm dead. You're dead. She's not going to be able to get you out of there. She physically cannot perform the function of what men can do. And yes, there are some men that can't do it. They get kicked out. You're washed out. Bing, 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 ring the bell, you're gone. But we're going to be so kind and nice and the rest of the world is laughing at us. Our military is going to be and is currently a huge joke. We got, you know, air suits for pregnant air women. So when they're flying, they can't even fly. Why, Why are we even bothering with all this? Why is this news? If you're pregnant, you're combat ineffective. You cannot perform. You're out. That's not fair. Who said life was fair? If you want to make a commitment to your country and you want to serve in the Marine Corps or the Navy, and God forbid they want to go for special forces or something, you've got to be held to the standard that exists. We're not going to change the rules to make you feel better. If you can't hack what the guys are hacking to make these units, you're out. You're just going to go do this. You're going to do that. We're going to find you something else. And if that's not good enough for you, bye. Because you are putting lives in danger. So I want to give you an update on uh, America's two favorite governors. So Cuomo now has eight women, all Democrats. They all worked for him. You don't hire conservatives when you're a liberal. All coming out saying Andrew Cuomo did and said and all these things. As slow as it can be, liberal women are finally saying, well, I guess maybe if it's true, maybe. You know, remember Brett Kavanaugh from like 30 years ago, a woman said, and he's like, well, we're at a party and I don't remember any of this happened. And there's no evidence, no documentation, no complaint ever filed. Oh my God, me too, he's a scumbag. You women were losing your collective minds. And you metrosexual guys out there too, just, 
I can't believe it. Where are you all now? This guy has eight women all telling the same similar story about how he likes to be cute and say suggestive things. And he says, well, I didn't touch anyone. He's probably telling the truth. He may not have touched it. No one said he has, but he likes to say really nasty things. It's still inappropriate. It is still sexual harassment. See it in, you know, if you're in corporate America, you see little videos every year. You got to watch them. Same stuff. That's inappropriate. You cannot do that. So he's doing it. And now Nancy Pelosi was dead silent. Kamala Harris hadn't said a word. She will not come out and condemn this. Nancy's kind of like, well, if it's determined that these ladies are saying is true, and they're, then I guess we should maybe get them out of there. Only if, though. Huge change of tone. They asked Joe Biden. He, first, he had no comment. He would just ignore it. In the flybys, when media would try to ask a question, oh, by the way, he still hasn't had a press conference. But he went on a fully edited Good Morning America with George Stephanopoulos that when he still had his cheat sheet, had a big card. Doc, he's super proud of that, that cheat sheet he's got to remind him of what he, who he is, where he is, and what he's doing. But even he's like, well, you know, I guess of the evidence or something, but maybe, but you know, whatever. Complete change of tone. Way more evidence and witnesses. And you're all settled down. No one's screaming. Nobody wants this guy's head on a block. Nope, because you're all frauds. See, that's the thing. If you had a moral code and you applied it to everything equally, you would either, back then when Kavanaugh was being processed for the Supreme Court to the Senate, if you would have gone and gone, well, you know, if there's evidence, like we were saying, if there's evidence, then you got to deal with it. There's no evidence. Screaming won't get it done. You're just being politically motivated. That's not an excuse. Because now... I mean, goodness grace, what do you think? Ronald Reagan's going to rise from the grave and take over New York? It's going to be another liberal scumbag. It's going to be his right hand. Hell, his brother, Fredo, Fredo, maybe you should take over for the family. But he's too stupid. It's going to be another liberal. So we're kidding ourselves acting like removing one and putting another one isn't going to change anything. He's expendable. I guess he isn't, though, because, well, you know, we got a little godfather. Play some music. I need some background music for this. Need some Godfather. It's time to whack him. He's got to go. He's clearly a disgusting human being. Oh, by the way, huge distraction for the fact that he killed over 15,000 elderly people in nursing homes. But ah, whatever. Now for Adolf Newsom, just to let you know, 2.1 million signatures have been turned in, are now being processed, verified, and accounted for. So. Oh, Gavin, you know, this guy is so, he's just so stupid. He's just a hairpiece. And it's, I guess it's real hair because he's got a lot of gel in there. He's, that's all he is. He is a cliche minded babbling idiot that is going to get recalled. And he sits there when from the news, he was on CNN, I think, and MSNBC, and he's being challenged. He's like, so what do you think? Well, yeah, I'm worried. Because the right wing, these Trump supporters, they're coming after me. Okay. Settle down, hairpiece. If that was the case, why would you be worried? There are only like eight of us in California, right? That's what everyone keeps saying. 
Now, there are millions of us, but there are tens of millions of illegals and people that vote for the D no matter what out here because Santa Claus, right? Everyone, Santa Claus never loses an election. So he's worried. You know why he's worried? Because he's not telling you the truth. He's worried because here's the numbers. 30% of the people that signed the petition are registered Democrats. They own businesses too that are closed and gone forever. They have children that are not allowed to go to campus and school, but his are. He says he's a Zoom parent at a private school that his kids have been going to for like six, seven, eight months. Yeah, right. You're just like us. We have to sit in a drive-thru and put a freaking mask on. I don't. Just to get my damn food. He goes to the French Laundry and spends like $30,000 on wine alone that night. How many of you out there don't even make 30 grand a year? That was some good wine. So the recall is going to happen. They said they'll process it. And once it's verified, the state will then announce an election date and the election will have on there. Recall, yes or no. And I'll clarify once we see what it says actually on the ballot because California likes to spin words to confuse you. If It should just say, recall Gavin Newsom, yes or no. The answer is yes. He's got to go. And his political career. Save this country from the hairpiece that wants to run it. He's got to go. And then there will be another section of probably 80 people. I mean, you'll have the guitar guy on roller skates in Venice Beach will be on the ballot. You'll have some homeless dookie meth king in San Francisco on it. You'll have Peace Love, you know, from the 60s will be on it. You'll have a professor from a campus out there at a university like Berkeley will be on it. It's going to be it's going to be a show. And hopefully the Republicans in the state can just pick one and focus the energy and money and votes there. Because here's what's going on. I mentioned this earlier. California, Gavin Adolph Newsom is already collecting money from all 50 states. So 49 states that have nothing to do with the governance of California are trying to manipulate our election. They are sending money everywhere. All 49 other states are sending money to California, to his campaign, to not get recalled. What's in it for Idaho and Texas and New York and Florida and Alaska and Hawaii and Tennessee and Illinois? What's in it for you? You're doing the same thing you did to Georgia. You bought Democrat scumbag politicians down there, and now they're trying to do it here. So I'm just telling you, Callie, you better pay attention. You better look at what's happening. This guy in charge doesn't care. And he's, what he's doing now is only a reaction to us through democracy of peace and the system of challenging it. He's got to go. And I will stay on that till the end of time. And God bless you all. Thank you for the time this week. I will see you next week. God bless. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.